It is a wonderful thing that we are in the presence of God. There is no any other place better than this. I'm so glad to be here today. What excites me the most is the fact that I have a word for you from the Lord. There are things that God is saying. Yes, God is speaking. God is speaking. You know, knowing that God has a word for you, that has to compel you to pray. And you say to God, help me, help me. I was talking to some people yesterday. for about an hour and a half or so over the phone. Concerning the, the, the voice of God. I'm saying this because this is exactly what we are about to get into, the voice of God. And I led them to a very common scripture from the book of Job. where we find God speaking once, yea, twice, and yet man perceives it not. Job. Job. Chapter 33, verse 14. 
for God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. That is not the scripture that we are going to be focusing on today. Our scripture is going to be coming from the book of Joshua, chapter 5, in verse number 12. But this scripture from the book of Job is just so that I prepare you for the book of Joshua. There are things that you think you are hearing and yet you are hearing nothing. God speaks. Once, yea, twice. Yet men perceives it not. When it comes to the voice of God, we have a limited understanding of what it means for God to speak. Our definition in as much as our theme of the year is the year of the defining light, our definition of God's speech is somewhat limited. When you hear that God speaks, you are likely going to limit God's speech to your limited definition of the word speech. God speaks once twice, yet still man perceives it not. There is the little word it. The it there is the word of God that God speaks. And yet man perceives it not. Though spoken by God. What God is trying to do is to draw man back from going into the pit before you fall. A word is spoken. A warning comes to you. 
counsel comes from God. So that you are delivered even before you fall. But then, man perceives it, the word, not. To a point where a child of God starts blaming God for not warning him. Why would God allow me to go through this without giving me a warning, a sign, or a word? Yet God would have spoken once, even twice. Yet man has failed to perceive God's word. Now let me help you get an understanding from this passage of scripture. When the Bible says God speaks, You would always think that what qualifies you to hear his voice is the ear that you have. So you do everything that it takes to make sure that you are good at hearing. And yet, if you look back into the scripture, the writer is saying God speaks once or twice. He doesn't say, yet man hears not. He says, yet man perceives not. This then goes to show that God's voice is not only heard, it is perceived. If you are to go just by hearing, and you are limited when it comes to perception, a greater part of God's word is going to be missing in your life. There's a difference between hearing God's voice and perceiving God's voice. If you graduate to a level where you can properly perceive God's word, if you mature to a point in the spirit where now you can perceive and not just hear, at that point of maturity, follow this, at that point of maturity where you now can perceive 
not just here. You will now be able to hear even what God is not saying. You are now able to hear what God would have said. Wow. You look at God and you hear what he's saying while he's not saying anything. You are now able to read and understand God's mind at the level of perception. Before he speaks for everyone else to hear, you would have perceived that God has a message. God has an agenda. God has a plan. He speaks once, yea, twice, and men fail not to hear but to perceive. Can you perceive? Can you sense what God is saying? Can you sense? what God is saying. So the word speak, you would always think that it has to be vocal. So if God's speech is to come in another form which is not audio, your ear is going to miss that. But your perception has to get that. Should God speak in another way which is not vocal? It means that language and that message for your life ought to be perceived and not heard. There are many languages that God employs in sending a message to you. So if you are developed only in one aspect, of receiving messages from God. And then somehow he changes the frequency to a frequency that you are not familiar with. 
you get into a period of time where you can go for 10 years without hearing God's voice whilst God is busy speaking. That's why the Bible declares that in those days, God's voice was rare. And it goes to say because there was no open vision. So he, the Bible is not saying there wasn't a vision. What was not there was an open vision. So visions were there. But this time around they were highly coded. Visions where the God's voice was available whilst it was rare during those days. What was no longer available in the market was an open vision. But secured visions were there. Locked visions were there. Now, it, it is now based on your ability to break the code. And you start hearing God's voice while his voice is rare. Why is it that it was during that time when God's voice was rare that Samuel had? So you must develop your hearing abilities. You must also improve your sensitivity. Because sometimes God's agenda ought to be sensed. Oh my God. There's a reason why I have to lay this foundation. Say that, please. Hear this. If God is speaking, now I know this is a lesson that I've learned today. That I know that my God speaks. But He is not limited to sound. He's not limited to words. So I need to study how does God speak? How many vehicles? How many ways does God speak? so that I train myself in all those ways. In case I don't hear, I can perceive. 
if my ear misses his voice, then something else of me has to catch the message from God. This is why you can stand on top of a mountain. And you know those three people passing by are looking for you. But they can't see you. But because you are placed at an elevated position, you are able to see them. And you can tell that they are looking for you but they can't see you yet you can see them so people that are looking for you can't find you yet you can find them you can see them and if you shout sometimes your voice can go to a certain extent if you whistle your, your whistle goes further than your voice Okay? It's so thinner that it penetrates the atmosphere. It goes further than your voice. So you whistle and as the sound comes out of your mouth it descends into the valley. It goes down and down because it's a thicker material in the atmosphere. It keeps like a bullet. You know that when you're shooting something at um, 500 meters, by the time the bullet gets to the target, it has dropped its altitude because of the weight of the bullet. So your bullet is not just going forward, it is also going downward because of gravity. So you have to factor in all that. So now when you have blown the whistle and they see you now, you have communicated that whistle is a message but there isn't much detail. So they have heard a whistle. Okay? But you cannot tell them and give them a message at that same platform where you can whistle telling them what you want them to know. You have to change your mode of communication. A whistle was a speech. When the Bible says God speaks, so many ways that he employs. So when you see that now they can see you, sometimes you can wave your hand to say, what? What, what, what are you saying by, by doing this? What are you saying? Are you saying this by your mouth? And that action ought to be perceived and not, and not heard. Okay? They have to perceive that he is now calling us. He's beckoning us. And they know 
not by hearing but by perception that we are being called okay so now you got their attention via a whistle and then now you are speaking with the actions which are even louder than words. Now they are coming. Not having heard, but having perceived. Now when they get closer to you, now the deliberation can begin. Now we are talking. But we, I, I've been talking all along. But you are supposed to perceive even before I speak. There are so many ways of communication that you are supposed to have obeyed before I speak. Because all those are different forms of speech. Yet man perceives God's voice not. Sit down. Sit down. If God looks at me and he sees a man who has developed himself in the area of perception, then God knows that this man I might not have to speak because he is able to perceive what I'm going to say. And I'm saying you will now be able to hear what God would have said if you didn't have the perception ability. So God now has to relax in your environment. And he won't have to be talkative around you. Because he knows now you, you have the ability to hear what he was going to say had you not matured in perception. No. no, it's let me uh, you know what I'm teaching you? I, I'm teaching you to prophesy. That's what I'm teaching Because that is a better gift than prophecy. That's the best impartation you can get from a prophet. And not just transference of secrets, but transference of an ability to access secrets. 
Because if I am going to be telling you secrets today here, it's a smaller fraction of your life. There is still a lot of things that you still want to hear from God concerning your life. Tell me the truth, you child of God. What would you rather receive from a prophet? Prophecy or an ability? If perception of God's voice can be transferred, I would rather have that. Teach me how to hear my God. Can I show you something? Sida, do, do you know that you have been asking God for help? The, the hand of God. How many times have we prayed for God's hand? I need God's hand. I need God's hand. I need God's hand. Do you know that God's hand comes to you at a lower level? There is a time when you, you need God's hand simply because you have lost your height in the spirit. There are times when God has to stretch forth his hand because you have lost faith. That's what I'm here to explain from the book of Joshua. But before I take you to that place where we talk today about the supernatural natural. I'm going to slowly bring you into this awesome place where you live the supernatural naturally. If you feel like going home, go. I'm here just for one person here. And God has assured me that today he will create a nation God will raise an Abraham there is a David from this service God has assured me that 
So sit down. Let me show you. Let me show you something. If you realize that <coughs> Jesus had said to Peter, by word of mouth, come. And it was by that word that Peter was empowered to jump out of the boat and he walked on water by the power of the spoken word of God. Now, and then when he began to observe and to perceive the wind, the storm, he began to seek and he began to cry out for help. Oh Lord, save me. He wasn't asking the Lord to save him from sin. It's not salvation that he's asking. He wants to be saved from the water, from drowning. It was at that point that Jesus had to stretch forth his hand. And he touched him by his hand. And lifted him up by his hand. Why? Because he had failed to walk according to the spoken word. At his point of failure, God then decided to introduce a hand. Now, now, and then, I know most people are not getting this part. I'm saying, at one point, Peter was operating according to the word. Now when he was going down, there was need for God to introduce his hand into the situation. And while Jesus was pulling Peter out of the water, he said to him, O ye of little faith, why have you doubted? Why have you doubted? Why have you, Peter, why have you doubted? While Peter is being questioned over his faith, he's at that same time experiencing the hand of God. At his level of lack of faith, he is having the hand of God working in his life. And God is saying, I have to work on your case because at this point you have lost faith. 
So God is working and is operating in your life because of lack of faith. Because while you had faith, it was my word. I didn't have to touch you. My voice was powerful enough to sustain you above your situation. No. Okay. 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 Sit down. Let's read from the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 5 verse 12. Uh-huh. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Mm-hmm. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. <sighs> I want you to underline and the manna ceased. And the manna ceased. And the manna ceased. Underline that. Start from verse number 10 and get back to verse number 12. 10, 11, 12. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover. After what? The Passover. After what? The Passover. After what? The Passover. This is right after the Passover. That they ate bread. And the kind of bread that they ate caused the other bread to cease. And manna was made to cease by the kind of bread that they ate during that Passover. Okay. <clears throat> now, I have to talk to you today about a certain miracle that stops other miracles. Where you begin to live a miraculous life that has no miracles. Okay. <clears throat> All right. All right. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you notice something when they go to Gilgal. When they go to Gilgal. This is the entire nation close to 3 million people coming from the land of slavery. God had not taken them there into Egypt. 
It was their response to famine. How they responded to an economic attack. It was their response to hunger that led them into Egypt. You see, do you know that even if you study how there was no bread in Bethlehem. You know the story of Naomi. You know it, right? You know it, right? And she went to Moab and she lost everyone. Everything died. The husband died. The two sons also what? And the reason why she left Bethlehem, it was because there was hunger. There was no bread in the house of bread. Bethlehem means the house of bread. And sometimes there can be no bread. It's a contradiction sometimes in life. Where your name as a child of God fails to, fails to deliver and you have no bread in the house of bread all you are left with is a name a child of God without God a miraculous child without a miracle where you are serving a God of deliverance and yet you are not delivered. So she left because there was famine in the land. Sit down. There was famine. It's, it's a response. She responded to the famine. So she went into Moab because there was famine in Bethlehem, the house of bread. And she went into Moab and she lost everyone. While she was there, if the Bible tells me that then she had that God had visited his people by giving them bread, and the visitation was by bread. And the presence of bread in Bethlehem was the visitation of the Lord. Where people look at the presence of bread, the harvest of that year, and interpret that as the visitation of God. Can you perceive? Is it easy for you to realize that this measure of supply entails the presence of God in a nation? 
kushona erekuti chiero chakanda iche kupua chinodzira uvepo hamware munyika are you able to look at a loaf of bread unogona erekuona loaf rechingwa and you say my eyes have seen the lord she had from a cursed territory that God has visited his people by giving them bread. Now that's not where the message is. But just 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 harvest this little little idea. If she had it means she might have lost everything else but she spared her hearing abilities she had lost everything but she was left with an ability to hear in case she had she still could hear that is the only thing that saved her if only you can hear lose every dollar lose every friend but my brother my sister there is still hope for you if only you can spare your hearing a bit if you can hear there comes a time when you hear she had tell your neighbor she had despite all of her losses she had not lost her hearing lose everything else but try as much as you can to keep your hearing intact probably that's the reason why you are here today because you have come to hear there is a restoration of people back to Bethlehem the house of bread I know that you have been lost for quite some time now you are in Moab where you don't belong. But if only you can hear from a cursed situation, there is hope for your restoration. Be, be seated, be seated, child of God. Be seated. Be seated. Be Maybe for the sake of some of you who don't have the Bible at, at home. This is the only time we can get you to hear what was written in the Bible. Read from verse 1. Yeah, now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled mm -hmm. that there was a famine in the land. Famine came while his judges were ruling. 
It's a message for another day. Okay. It's for another day. While they were busy ruling, famine was busy ruling. So, so rulership is when you can rule what was once ruling you. So you have two parallel systems here. Ruling the people. You have judges and you have the famine. Now, Okay, keep on reading. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to surgeon in the land of Moab, mm -hmm. he and his wife and his two sons. Uh -huh. And the name of the man was Elimelech. Uh -huh. And the name of his wife, Naomi. And the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Euphrates of Bethlehem, Bethlehem, Judah. Mm -hmm. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. They came into the country of Moab and they continued there. Now, I want you to go back to Joshua again. You read from verse number one. It's important that we get this part now. And it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites, which were on the side of Jordan westward. These are kings again of the Amorites, which were on the other side of the river Jordan. And what happened? Westward. And all the kings of the Canaanites. Which and also all the kings of who? The Canaanites. Canaanites had their own kings. Uh-huh which were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan. They what? They heard. They didn't see that they heard. That the Lord had what? Dried up the waters of Jordan. That's a, that's a miracle. That God had performed at the river Jordan. But I want to show you how far that miracle can extend beyond the river Jordan right into the hearts of the kings so that he will melt them before you arrive. A miracle that is taking place here how far that miracle can go in preparing you for a possession, conditioning your enemy for his defeat. It, it happens at the river Jordan. How God weakens your adversary before you face him. You are not, you are not hearing what I'm saying. You think miracles are happening only here. How far this miracle can go 
in reaching your office and your career from the river Jordan notice what is happening here I'll bring you to this supernatural natural soon 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 Sit down, sit down, hear this. Hear this. Heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel. Yes. Until we were passed over. Yes. That their heart melted. These are kings. Upon hearing what God had done at the river Jordan that there is a tribe, a nation that is coming and even water cannot stop them. So now you know why God is parting the river Jordan. He has something else that he is parting. It's a division of forces. There can no longer be unity amongst the Canaanites to fight you if there isn't any unity in the river Jordan. You must understand how far this division can go. This division of the water. You must understand what else that God is splitting. The hearts of the king. The courage of the kings. What God is doing here, He is doing over there. He wants them to hear so that they are conditioned, they are prepared for their fall. You can't have a strategy against such a nation that can dry up the sea. So God is focused at this point. It's not the river Jordan. He wants to dry up the hearts of the kings. Dry up. He wants to make sure that they are without a strategy against you. And when they heard that these people are coming, their hearts what? Their hearts what? Melt. Their hearts what? Melt. Their hearts what? Melt. I'm teaching you to put value 
on one thing that God would have done how far that one thing can go in preparing a place for you yet the miracle is not happening there it is happening right here yet everything ahead of you is affected by what God is doing right here today are you following this? Now, now, hear this. Okay, let's move on. Neither was there spirit in them anymore. Neither was there any what? Spirit in them anymore. <laughs> Keep on reading. Because of the children of Israel. You hear that? You hear that? You hear that? These are established nations with established systems. These are people that have already settled in your land. And you are just on your way without any property. Without a vehicle, without money, you are coming to possess, but before you possess, the people that we thought were already established, their hearts are melting and they are losing their spirits. Do you know that if you are really a child of God, everything you do will send shockwaves. That is how you know if God has made you a ruler or not. People have to discuss what you say. Every movement you make has to be discussed. That is what being a principality is all about. Uh, sit down. Sit down. Let, let me show you something. 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 I, I have to come to the message of the day. Now, Joshua is the head of the nation of Israel. 
leading them into the promised land. He is both their political leader and he is the priest of the nation. Because he knows how to settle them economically. And he knows how to settle them spiritually. He knows how to distribute the statutes of God so that Israel can be in right standing with God and they can be connected to their resources physically. Let me explain this part. But now they are entering into the promised land. What, 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 what happens? What happens? At that time, the Lord said unto Joshua, at that time, at that time, the Lord said unto Joshua, what? Make thee sharp knives and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. Yes. And Joshua made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel at the hill of the foreskin. The second time doesn't mean that they're being circumcised the second time. The older generation that had experienced circumcision had all died. So these are new guys that are born in the wilderness. They have never been subjected to knife. Okay? So God is saying now you have to circumcise them. This is right before they enter into the promised land. It means they have to be conditioned. They have to be earmarked for a possession. I said earmarked for a reason. They are being marked for a possession. It's a covenant token. Circumcise them so that by the time they get into the promised land, the land has to feel the presence of a covenant so that the land will yield according to the covenant. The harvest will be according to the covenant. So circumcise them, yes? And this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise. Mm -hmm. All the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness by the way. Yes. After they came out of Egypt. Yes. Now all the people that came out were circumcised. Yes. But all the people that were born in the wilderness by the way, as they came forth out of Egypt, them they had not circumcised. Yes. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people that were men of war which came out of Egypt were consumed because they were all consumed because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord. Yes, because they obeyed not the voice of God, so that's why they were all consumed. Yes, unto whom the Lord swore 
that he would not show them the land. He said, God had sworn to them that I will not show you the land. If you keep on disobeying, you will not enter the promised land. The promised land that was physical. God's people had to be obedient to God's voice for them to possess physically a land which is being possessed by people who are not even obedient to God's voice they are Canaanites they have it they have the properties but God is saying to his people unless you obey my voice I will, I will not let you enter into the promised land. So what really is God doing here? He's trying to protect the milk and the honey from the wrong people. Hear this. Hear this. Hear this. What God is trying to protect is the national resource from falling into the hands of uncircumcised people which means people without a covenant so what God is doing is to protect no, this is a different picture now. This, this is a different picture now. This is a different picture. Look at this. If you are to observe and to look at the poverty that we have in Africa, Our poverty is not based on what we have or what we don't have. The poverty of Africa is not the poverty of the Africans. The poverty of Africa is the poverty of the African resource. You are not poor because of the resource that you have. The resource you have is poor because it has you. This is what I'm saying. The resource has been made poor by the possessor. To a point where if God really wants to bring deliverance to mineral resources, he has to deliver it from individuals. Now, notice, he wants them to behave in a certain way before he gives them the land. So that they don't become the poverty of the promised land. So what I'm saying is Africa is poor because of the Africans. Africa is poor because of the Africans. 
We are the poverty that Africa has. We are the poverty that our oil has. We are the poverty that our lithium has. If ever the resource is ever going to be free, it will have to be delivered from us. I'm coming to the subject of the day. He's saying, circumcise the people for the milk and for the honey. I've prepared milk and honey for the people of a covenant. How much of their flesh are they willing to lose? Dealing with your flesh, how much of your flesh can you subtract how much of your greed can you subtract during circumcision before you enter I am coming to that one keep, keep on reading uh -huh. sit down which the Lord swear unto their fathers yes. that he would give us a land that floweth with milk and honey. Yes. And their children, whom he raised up in their stead, them Joshua circumcised. Yes. For they were uncircumcised, because they had not circumcised them by the way. Yes. And it came to pass, when they had done circumcising all the people, Yes. That they abode in their places in the camp. Until they recovered, yes. Till they were whole. Yes. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled. The Lord said unto Joshua, This day if I what? have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt. I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt. This day. Notice they are now in Gilgal. They'd already crossed the river Jordan. Gilgal means a spinning wheel. And it was at Gilgal when God said, Today I will roll away the Egyptian shame. But try to measure from Gilgal back to Egypt how far they had walked from slavery and yet still shame had not yet been rolled away from they still had a curse from their generation look, look at how far you have traveled from the day you got born again you have been walking away from your ancestral spirits. But you still hear God talking about rolling away at Gilgal. Why? 
It means that the place that they left still followed them. Slavery still followed them. Even after their liberation, even after their independence, Egypt still followed them. Until you get to a place where God says, here today we roll away. The reproach. Sida. Sida. Wherefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. Yes. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at even. They, they observed what? The Passover. That's where we're coming from, right? So I want to show you what happens just after Passover, this kind of Passover. They encamped in Gilgal and they had their Passover, yes? And they did eat of the old corn of the land on notice, the morrow. Notice, and they did eat what? Of the old corn of the land. The corn of the land. At this point, they now have access to the corn of the promised land. I'm going to say some things there. Keep on reading. And they did eat of the old corn of the land yes. on the morrow yes. after the Passover. That was after the Passover, yes. Unleavened cakes and parched corn in the self same day. Yes. And the manna seized on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. And the manna ceased after they had eaten what? Of the old corn of the land. The corn of what? The corn of what? The land. The corn of what? The land. The corn of what? The corn of what? The land. The corn of the land made the manna to cease. The corn of the land made the corn of heaven to cease. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah. Oh. From that year, what's happening? Finish verse number 12, and then I explain. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore. They never had manna anymore. Manna disappeared from that day. The day they tested of a physical method of supply. 
The day they tested money, which was end naturally, the supernatural supply ceased. Okay. Okay. Ah. Ah. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 There is a way that they tested the corn of the land that made God to stop the supply of the corn from heaven. And this is happening after Passover. They've now entered into a period of time where the supernatural has been terminated to a point where if you are not careful you will begin to question God why have you forsaken us? Yet it's a new dispensation where you have to supernaturally acquire naturally. Now, please, those of you standing, sit, sit and, and let me work on this one. Let me work on this one. Hear me and hear me well. This manner these people would receive it from God every morning. And it was a miracle that lasted for 40 years. They would have up to 10 million pounds of manna every morning. That's about 166 30 ton trucks of manna every morning. You can't fake such a miracle for 40 years. It is a sure supernatural supply. And you have up to 20 
million pounds of manna before Sabbath. It was supposed to double because manna would not fall on Sabbath. Bread falling from heaven. You get out of your house, what you see is bread. All you do is eat and no work. And then it came to pass the day that they tested the corn or the manna of the land that this manna was stopped. What is the message that needs to be perceived? Do you know that sometimes proof that you have arrived is when you now have certain miracles that you were once enjoying being stopped. Compared the two, you would think they were more spiritual in the wilderness having manna because they had more miracles but when they finally got to the promised land the number of miracles are supposed to be reduced so that you can have the supernatural naturally so what God is saying is you must understand why I work miracles miracles when I do miracles I'm delivering you abruptly from a situation and I have to put you on an established system or way of life You are not following what, what God is saying. God is saying when I'm healing you from a disease, the healing is a miracle. But I'm healing you into what? The what might not be as miraculous as the healing. I'm healing you for what? So that you go home and do what? So God's focus in healing you is what you do after your recovery which is not even supernatural. 
sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. He's giving them the supernatural bread so that the supernatural bread can lead them into the natural bread. And the supernatural has to cease. And you establish a certain way of consistent income. A business. And that business then become your current miracle. Because the old miracle led you into a natural miracle. I want people to follow this. Please try by all means to get to what I'm saying. Try. 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 Let me show you just a just a, a, a slight a number of miracles that God suspended. Don't forget, sit down. Don't forget these people, not only are they eating manna, which is the bread of angels, the Bible declares. So they had a way of connecting and tapping into the budget of heaven. Okay. Before they were even in heaven. Okay. We have to understand how that will eventually affect the economy of heaven. When you have more foreigners feeding on your, 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 your cash flows. Okay. Okay, hear this, hear this, hear this, hear this, hear this. We, we desire miracles. We desire the supernatural. A lot. I'm going to explain something here. But there is a kind of bread that when that one is consumed Israel had access to bread number one above them was a pillar of fire that one also disappeared They had a cloud by day to give them shelter, shelter, house, accommodation, the covering upon them and their children was heavenly. That accommodation, that covering also was removed. So now, if we look above them, 
while they are in the promised land I can't see the glory anymore it's like they have lost their relationship with the God of glory you used to have dreams every night and that stopped there was a time when God used you and that also ceased and what you're trying to correct is a relationship because you think that what you have lost is a relationship yet what really brought that dimension to an end it was because you were now birthed into a natural dimension now imagine I thought what God was supposed to do was to equally distribute this pillar of fire so that each person can have his own light that guides him because that thing had direction, right? So that you wake up in the morning, it leads you into your field. It leads you into your business. Yet that thing that guides them disappeared so the leadership of God into your destiny has now taken on another form okay. so what do we do now waking up in the morning there is no bread available no breakfast today there isn't any manna outside what is God saying God is saying I don't want the heaven to now compete with the promised land heaven cannot be supplying whilst the promised land is ready to produce instead of having manna falling from heaven have it grow out of the ground every time God stops a certain miracle is because now you have been brought to a place where you can naturally have it. Uh, sit, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down. Do you know, I remember I was talking to a certain man of God. He had a crusade in a certain nation. I don't want to mention that country. And he was praying for people what surprised him was a certain kind of an affliction which was predominant in that area. People had a certain condition that I don't want to mention again. 
They had a certain deformity, a common disease. Majority of the people that he was praying for had that problem. So coming back, he was telling me that this kind of a spirit, I didn't understand, I didn't know what, what kind of a spirit is that. How come they are all being afflicted with the same kind of a spirit? And I said to him, this is not a supernatural phenomenon. The affliction is in the water and the food they eat. Check the level of contamination in that land physically. They are sick according to the food. They are sick according to the water. Correct the spiritual atmosphere all you want, but until you address the physical economy of that country. This thing is not going anywhere. The, the, the environment is trying to find its way into the lives of the people. So how do we heal them permanently? We have to heal the water. It's a miracle being performed naturally. And people recover. I know, you know, that God can supply in a miraculous way. God can give you food from heaven. The prophet was awakened by the angel of God to that reality. And there was bread and he was taught to eat. So I'm not doubting. You know I believe that more than you do. But the most difficult part now is getting God to keep on doing that every day. 
where you say, based on this supernatural supply, I have to close my shop. Let me close the business because God has shown me that he is a supplier. Then a problem begins. Getting God to do it consistently. That's, that is where the challenge is. We don't seem to be in control of the supernatural. It's as if God has to decide. So imagine the kind of a life where your income has to be decided by certain powers if you don't get this there is no more miracle for you in this kingdom if you don't get what I'm telling you now hear this hear this part did God not bring flesh meat with the ravens Huh? Huh? It's a miracle, yet it was seasonal. Until one morning, there is no raven coming. And God said to him, Leave this place. There is a woman that I have now commanded. I've been commanding ravens until I found a woman. We are, we are, we are getting natural now. Mana is about to seize now. So if you are going to observe the miracle that was performed by the prophet, it's a supernatural, natural miracle. When he finally got to the widow's house, I want to find ways of explaining this. Getting him to repeat what he did yesterday that's the most difficult part you, there was once a person who came into your life and helped you out of a situation it happened only once when is the next person coming what you're not aware of is that one person was a wilderness experience where a miracle was necessary because you are not expected to grow vegetables in the wilderness because by the time you finish sowing the cloud is moving so you are not expected to establish a business in, in transit. But upon arrival, God has a different expectation 
where he says Zimbabweans you have arrived there are things that heaven must now stop supplying and Zimbabwe land has to give to you Sit down, sit down, sit down. I want, I want, I want you to, to understand this part. Lack of miracles doesn't mean that God has left you. No. It means that a miracle has brought you into your natural way of life. Now your natural land can give to you what heaven was giving to you. So it's time for us to work. Hear this. 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 Sit down. Hear this. Hear this. Hear this. Hear this. Have you noticed that when Jesus performed a miracle, even this one that I told you about, pulling a man out of the water, who was a few minutes ago walking on water, because of the word and he lost faith in the word until Jesus had to stretch forth his hand where you are experiencing God's and you are testifying I saw God's hand and he's saying because you have lost your faith you were supposed to operate according to an instruction not to have me physically touching you. That's lack of faith. But notice, from that point on, they walked back into a natural way of transportation. They went into the boat. Notice that part. Notice that part. Jesus and Peter walked into the promised land where they began to sail naturally. Why? Because the supernatural was temporal to deliver you from your wilderness experience. I can see that most Christians are not aware the reason behind miracles. It is so that you are brought into your natural life fit and well. Are you following what I'm saying? Sit down, sit down. How many of you can get God to do the same thing over and over again? If you can do that, give me some notes. Talk to me about that. Get him to supply. 
It was once when Peter went and he fished and he got money from the mouth of the fish. The next time you will have money, you have to establish a physical system. So that miracle has to lead you into the natural. Okay, let me give you another one again. He took, he took the loaves of bread and the fish. What did he do with that? Multiplied. Huh? Multiplied. He multiplied because the problem was if we allow them to go they will faint on the way. Their wilderness journey there is no supply. So let's feed them. The miracle has to sustain them from here right up to the bakery. The cloud takes you to a certain extent. The pillar takes you to a certain extent. The manna takes you to a certain extent. Guess what? Next time they are coming back knowing that Jesus supernaturally can supply bread and fish. And he said, he preached this sermon that I'm preaching today. He said, stop. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I know why you are here. So what is he saying? I'm not willing to keep on supplying you on a daily basis at that level. That was an emergency. Sustaining you until you get your next meal. Are you following this? Most of you people don't understand how God works miracles. And mostly you don't understand why God works miracles. You see, this son of Timaeus that we call Bartimaeus, he was calling out, son of David, have mercy on me. And you know, according to the Bible, it's because he was blind. And the people around him told him to shut up. I think I need to explain something there. These people were not being rough with him. 
If you notice that when Jesus then said to him come then the people who were asking him to shut up then went to him and they said to him be of courage he is calling you now What's, what's the lesson there? It means when he was calling for Jesus' attention, God had not yet called him. So the people trying to stop him are supporting God's attention that he never gave to this man. They would not do that. It was somehow a protocol, a way of maintaining the crowd. So keep quiet. Keep, we are making noise. Keep quiet. Keep. Why? Because while he is shouting, Jesus is busy preaching. Maybe he's louder than Jesus. He's more gifted in that area. He doesn't have a message. But <laughs> so please shut, shut up. Now, it was when Jesus had said, Come that they said to him be of courage why because he's calling you now this is the message now do you know there are times when Jesus calls you and you are not the first one to hear because if Jesus said to him come and he's not coming. It means he didn't hear his calling. But his opposition had the call before the called one had. So now this man was supposed to learn to hear not just from God but from the resistance around let me let me rephrase this when Jesus said to the man come the man did not hear but his enemies were the first to hear so now he's supposed to hear his calling from the enemy. And your enemy has now to tell you that Jesus is calling you. You're not hearing from Jesus. It's not enough for you to always be hearing from God. You have to listen to circumstances around you. 
when finally your resistance allows you to go Ah, sit down. Sit down. Richard, father. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. When the same guy who was telling you to shut up now starts encouraging you to go, then you know that he is calling me. Not when you heard him call you, but when your adversary, there comes a time when even nature around you will begin to support your success. You are now receiving a different message from the same disciple. The resistance is gone. There could be a business that you once tried. And you know the reason why you failed? There was resistance. But you have to keep on listening to the language of that resistance. Because there is a time when resistance will pave a way. Then you will know that he is calling you. How do I know God is calling me? I observe my enemies. Why do they hate you so much? If you have so little, did they not hear from God before you had? Calling Yako Yasukira Marain. Joseph's brothers were the first to tap into the interpretation of his dream before he did. And they hated him not because of a dream but because of its interpretation. Look at how people around you are behaving. It's a message that he is calling you. So now, some of you are still waiting to hear from God before you can move. And yet you have to wait until your enemy tells you for your own information some of you you have got enemies that are closer to God than you <laughs> let me explain that part let me explain that part they are closer to God to an extent where if God says to you come it's your enemy that he is God first 
Who are these people? People in charge of the economic atmosphere. These people who are trying to stop him from shouting are trying to manage the atmosphere. Those people in control of the environment are closer to Jesus than most of you. You are shouting in the mountain. You are praying. And the only way that you are ever going to hear what God is saying is when these people come to you and they tell you that now it's time for you to rise. I, I have to explain these people to you. I have to explain these people to you. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? I can hear God's voice. But sometimes it's not every time. I can see visions. I can see visions. But not every time. Unless if I'm saying even if there isn't any vision that also can become a vision. That's another dimension. But hear me. For me to keep on seeing a vision it's not easy. Because you want God's instruction every time. You want to marry but you want to know whether this is this the right person. Okay? Somebody brought me pictures of girls. <laughs> to the life having. To life having. <laughs> and he had the way he had actually edited them. They were on the same, like he's on his on a on a virtual, what you call it what? That uh, on Zoom. They, they were different pictures on the phone. He said to me, Prophet, I want to know which one here. Then I said to him, you are bringing me this catalog. <laughs> you... Now, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you see, you, you, you need to be receiving instructions from God on a daily basis. But is that sustainable? Are you sure you are going to be hearing God every time? Think about that. Think about that. Think about that. I told you how I got my wife. How God was stopping me from falling into wrong hands. And you know my story. One lady that I had targeted with the eye of an eagle. 
I said, this one is gone. I'm getting here today. And I've been praying, saying, God, just don't allow me to get to that point where I propose. And you know she's not the right person. Find ways of stopping me. If you don't, I will marry. Please God, stop me. Otherwise, I marry. I marry. Stop me. No word from God. No vision from God. So I thought God had cleared me. I told you the story. Now it's during lunchtime at a conference in Bindura. Youth conference, people are everywhere. Now I'm monitoring here. People are busy praying. I'm focused on thee. So I saw her now. She's going to... There was a tuck shop there. And I'm waiting for her to get out of the queue. And I will pounce on her. And here comes this gentleman with his Bible. He had a new Bible. And he said, hey, 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 these are too many people. The queue is too long. Am I ever going to buy from this tax shop? He said, please hold, hold this Bible for me. I want to fight here. I want, uh, when I, I held the Bible and then after he was gone, just a few minutes, he's busy trying to buy bread. And then I mistakenly opened the Bible. I don't know what I was looking for. And I saw the picture of the girl. And this boy, and the picture was not good. The way they were holding each other, where his hands were. How do you explain that? How do you explain that? But are we going to establish a doctrine in this ministry that you have to move around opening people's Bibles? <laughs> that cannot be a systematic way of verifying whether it's an idea that you have. No! We can't do that. But there has to be a natural way. The supernatural leads us into the natural. Are you following this? Are you following this? You see, 
the people that we think are the most carnal. You know what they managed to do? These people. What you're looking at over there, that's a television. That's a screen. That's a vision. Someone saw that in a vision. He saw a television in a vision. And he knew how to bring the supernatural into its material form. So he brought a vision into its tangibility so that whenever he would want to see a vision, he switches it on at will. He was aware that this vision that I'm seeing in a vision, I may not be able to maintain this in the future. My children are not going to be this spiritual to be able to watch a television in a vision. So what do I do? I have to bring this super into its natural form. And that vision he had ceased the day he received this physical television. He knew that vision, that his vision was going to fade. And what did he do? That's the problem that most of you people are having now. You don't know how to make use of the supernatural power. Because what you think really can make you prosper, you think that if you give money to God, you will get wealth. So you keep giving and no money is coming and you keep wondering but I've been giving money how come prosperity is not coming? Because you don't know what comes after the giving of money. Okay? He said to you, I will give you the power, not wealth. I will give you the power, not wealth. I will give you the power to get what? To get what? To get what? To get what? So it is what you do with that power that creates the wealth. Now, I want people to follow this. I want people to follow this. Sit down, please. Sit down, sit down, sit down. You know what, what, what most of you people end up doing with that power? You give and you pray and you receive power to get wealth. And what you do with that power is that you pray with it 
and you fast with that power. I don't blame you. There was a time when I used to ask for all these things. There was a time when I used to ask for all these things that most of you are asking for. Even for God's power to heal the sick. That, that, that used to be my prayer. God give me the power to heal the sick. Until I realized that, you know, this power has already been given. Okay. It has to be the people now praying in order for them to receive it from the one who has it. How do I give it to the sick? That's the question. Not, not how do I receive it from God. There's a time when you pray for more power. There's a time where you have to pray for less power. Do you know that every time that God, Jesus was in the mountain, he was not always praying for power. There's a time when Jesus was praying for less power. So that he would do the miracles that they would understand. Jesus, you know what? He wasn't praying for more of his spirituality. No like we do, trying to enhance our spirituality. Sometimes Jesus would pray so that he would become more flesh. Why? Because if you read your Bible, you will notice that the, the miracle was in that God became man. The miracle was not in men becoming a spirit. The miracle was in the spirit becoming flesh. You're not, you're not following this. I'm saying, what they are considering to be a miracle is when God who is spirit became natural. So if Jesus is praying he is not praying to be restored as a spirit. His prayer is so that the miracle of him remaining in his natural state can be sustained. You are not, you are not hearing what I'm saying. You think that he was desiring to be the spirit? No. He left his spirituality as God. And physically he had to put on the natural man. And why is he praying? So that he becomes spiritual. 
is praying so that he remains natural. So that things will not go out of hand. He is not asking for more of the spirit. He is believing God for more of the flesh. God has placed so much value in this promised land in the ground with the hope that if you people you are, if you are finally delivered from miracles you will have to physically work until the ground and make money. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. Do you know there was enough land for the three million people in the promised land waiting for them to occupy? Everywhere God places you, do you know there is enough wealth in, in Nigeria for every Nigerian? There is enough wealth in Zimbabwe for every Zimbabwean. Sit down. Sit down. Our poverty is based on our inability to extract value from what God has already given to us. I'm saying if we are 15 million people in this country, I know they say 13, some they say 14, there's, there's, you know the number is always bigger than that. If you are 15 million in this country, and for each one of us to have a million dollars, we need about 15 trillion. And everyone here is a millionaire. Now, hear this. Hear this. Hear this. Hear this. Where can you get all that money from. Like I've, I've told you, 
Sometimes your calling, the message to you, is given to someone or something. And that something has to tell you that God is calling you. The language of the earth, the message from God of wealth and success that he placed within your region, within your earth. That message is louder than even the Bible. Wealth in the ground is a message from God that I don't want you to suffer on the earth. It's a message. It's a message. It's a message. South Africa, they are hitting more than 125 billion every year. South Africa, From the ground, minerals. Not even including agriculture, minerals. Nigeria, 53 billion every year. Nigeria, 53 billion from the ground not from the sky from the ground the corn is not from heaven it is from the ground do you know what will begin to happen the day manna ceases I'm talking to you as my brothers and as my sisters to say there is a way there is a lifestyle that you must be ready for of naturally acquiring I've told you this before they might say we have up to 70 something different minerals in this country. But we are, we are over we are over we are over 100. Kinds of mineral minerals. Why? Because minerals some of them that God doesn't have to keep on giving you you, you have to discover. You have to some of the stones that we are 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 extracting now. Before now, they were just mere stones. Some of these granite, it was it was nothing before. As long as you can empower your brain, the more you empower your brain, even that which was a waste can become a mineral useless dust tiles are being made from that bricks are being made from that when manna ceases when the super ceases How do we all become millionaires? Every child, every citizen of this country 
can have a million dollars sitting in the account. From where? From the ground. Are you telling me we don't have 15 trillion worth of minerals? It's more than that. I know that. It's more than that. It's more than that. What we don't know is what we have. We don't know that we, we, we have it. The nation is at that point where God is asking Moses, what do you have in your hand? And I hope Moses knows what he has. That's the problem that we have. We have it. But we don't have a name for it. For us to put a name to what we have. Gentlemen, there was supposed to be a serious mobilization of funds towards one agenda called the discovery of what we have. Where exploration, investigating what Zimbabwe really is. Where we probe into our promised land. And exploration is done at an extensive level where we bring, even if it means we have to import expertise from outside. We bring in different people that are well versed in understanding the rocks because our earth is a rock. These are purely natural people, not even prophets, natural people. We have an understanding on how to lay hands on rocks and not on people. And our resource is quantified. And our resource is measured. Then our resource is bankable. And suddenly you are told how much Zimbabwe is worth. According to those findings. Hear me. Once you know that Zimbabwe is worth 50 trillion or Zimbabwe is worth a hundred trillion. I'm not saying you'll get a million after mining. No, no, no. no. Minerals, God did not put those minerals down there so that we mine and then we get money. We can leave it there. Look at, look at where economies have gone to now. You can assess your place know what you have and declare it and you can list it 
and you start making money from a mine that you are not mining. If you can define the rod that you carry, if you can, if you can tell God this is a rod, imagine a country that is listed. I'm not saying we are selling everything. 15 trillion is just a fraction. And we say as a nation we are worth so much. Why we have confirmed it. Gentlemen, I've told you this before. I said if you have got a 10 hectare claim, God claim. If you drill it, you find good results and the results are not questionable. With those findings, any bank should give you cash. Unless if it's not a bank. Any proper bank based on your findings, your knowledge of what you have, you are given cash. To then go and work on that area, their confidence is derived from your findings, knowing what you have. So what if your entire country is a claim of gold? The same approach applies. And there are nations ready to finance you based on what you have in the ground. Not, not even you mining it. Not even you mining it. Am I talking to someone here? And then we go back to that old prophecy that I gave you. Now when they are coming, you don't get their money. You give them a vast piece of land and you say, we don't want a single Zimbabwean to be homeless. For you to have access to our confirmed resource, we need a million houses over there. Against what we have. Hospitals over there. The technology that you have in your countries. Hotels that you have in your We want you to duplicate your country You bring it into this country Against what we have Don't bring your cash Bring your infrastructure Now, 
They are not taking over the entire country. It's just maybe 16%. That you can seed into the hands of the investor. And he gives all of you access to shelter. And you are delivered from the cloud by day. And you are delivered from manna from heaven. Why? Because you have now arrived. Are you following this? Are you following this? Are you following this? Are you following this? Maybe I'm talking to people, maybe your, your understanding in this area is somehow limited. What I'm saying is, there is a way of knowing what is in the ground. Apart from bringing it out, there is a way technology now can allow you to penetrate into the ground while you spiritual people are busy ascending into the heavens. You can get into the ground and know what you have. You can calculate it to the dot I know places like that. All they do after maybe three months or even one year, they come, they drill another extra hole. The value of that place goes up on the stock market. And then the following year, he comes, he drills another one hole into the ground and further confirm the value of the same place, not, not being minded, the same place, the value keeps going up. What are we doing with the land that God has given to us? We think that God has given us an outing. We have come here to marry and have children. With all this knowledge, with all this wisdom, all this anointing, you go and you have a child. I'm finishing. I know you want me to pray for you. I know you want me to pray for you. Here. Something happens when mana seizes. 
Do you know, let me, let me show you how wicked some of you are. The Bible declares that a righteous man leaves an inheritance. There is a part that you don't understand. I'm waiting for you to read it. <laughs> there is a part of you that there's a part of this that I want you to understand. It doesn't even say you leave an inheritance for your children. It says for your children's children. I'm here to help you. Proverbs 13, verse 22. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. Depending with your translation now. A good man, another one says a righteous man. A good, a good man what? Leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And what? And the wealth of the sinner, the is, Canaanites, is what? Is laid up for, for the just. For the just. But notice the Bible is referring to this man as a good man. Notice where goodness starts from. It doesn't start from your child. The goodness there starts when you have left inheritance for your children's children. Then you are just starting to be good. At this point, I'm talking about your own immediate children. There is no plan for them. When are you then going to become good? Wealth, inheritance for your children's children, it doesn't mean that you have to skip your children and then you, you, you store it up for your children. No, no, no. He's saying it has to be too much for them, for your children to spend all of it. This is the Bible for you. A good man. A good man. I know some of you, your wives are calling you good. Good man. A good man. The Bible is telling us a different story here. A good man. A good man. A good man. A good man. What he does is to leave. Not to take. Not to spend. He's good at leaving. An inheritance. If I'm offending you, I like it. I like it. This is the Bible. Right now, if I'm to ask most of you, 
You are believing that supernaturally in a certain miraculous way God is going to take care of your children. That's your faith right now. Why? I've handed them over into the hands of the Almighty God. Yet these are the same children that God has handed over into your hands. Now the cloud is disappearing and you have no house. What do we do? The covering is gone. No more manna. It means all of our women are supposed now to learn how to beg. It's no longer God cooking for you. Angels have been dismissed. No more free breakfast. It's time for miraculous people to work naturally. if you can pray for me today and God gives me an idea. No, what we want is to deliver the idea from you. If we can take that idea you have, you have it already. If we can give that to the right person, right person, right person, I remember calling somebody. He didn't respond. The following day, he said, I'm sorry, man of God. I, was... I slept early yesterday. Then the following day, I called again. He didn't pick. The following morning, very sorry, man of God, I slept early. I said, how much do you have? <laughs> Slept early in whose house? I said, what kind of a man are you? I said, your wife is so gracious. You can touch a woman. Okay, let me leave that one. Let me leave that one. Let me leave that one. Let, let, let me leave that one. Let me leave. This I'm telling you and I know what I mean. There is never any satisfaction in marriage. 
if there is no money. I can tell you this as a prophet. There is no man without money who is romantic. The same way he doesn't know how to work on a project. He cannot work on your body. He lacks understanding. His hands are not trained in bringing satisfaction and productive. If there is no productivity, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. I'm very sorry we've got little children here. But what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Some of you right now, you are believing God for deliverance because you feel like, may now God pray for me, I have lost the feelings. No, you need, okay. Okay. Now, please agree with me today that with, without deliverance, if we can exchange and remove the men and put a different man there without you losing a demon. Without you losing a demon. I say without removing your demon. Suddenly, you are, you are restored. What happens? That man has to work on you, has to touch you, has to compensate seven hours for the, for the lack. Yet there is a man out there who has spent most of his time working on his integrity, working on his image. When such a man appears, while he's still speaking and talking to a lady, she has already surrendered. <laughs> There's 
and manna ceased. Manna ndo kumira. Manna ceased. Manna ndo kumira. Because you ladies, you are more caring than men. Whilst we are busy, you are thinking about tomorrow, my child doesn't have money. The, the, the school fees is, is due. We don't care about that. Whilst I have you, you are not thinking about, you are not concentrating on me. Why? I've allowed the situation in our house to possess you. You are more caring than the man. You sleep before your wife. And she comes and asking you, and she, who are and then she's telling you to move aside. After you have slept. Some of you, sometimes your wife is the one who is trying to do some little things here and there. That's when you feel that the whole bed belongs to you. You sleep like a crazy man. In this generation, some of you girls. Ladies here, you are believing God for a man who has money. You have to have a man in order for you to have money. What a shame. What a shame. You are telling me that's the only way out for you financially. Getting married to a man who has money. Money knows no gender. You have to go for a man not when you are in need of money, only when you are in need for a man. It has to be you buying your husband a car for his birthday. Not because he doesn't have his own money. You tell him it is my turn this time around.
Be seated, please. Be seated. But, but uh, he promised us that he's going to be prophesying. Am I not in your bedroom right now? Why am I so hard on you? Because I know the potential is there. Your situation, you can turn it around if you want. What you're lacking is what? Discipline. Discipline is a circumcision of the flesh. Which part of you are you willing to cut off for the sake of the promised land? Probably some of you might have watched a video of a certain lady, I think it was in Kenya also. A lady single-handedly building properties. And she was saying, I built 70 houses here. And I, 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 I was selling them. All of them are bought. She moved on to a different location. And she's saying, these ones are over 80 houses here. Now I'm selling them only 30 to go. How did you start? She was being interviewed. I believe that all things are possible. I prayed to God and I sold the one, only one property that I had. Because I realized that it was too big. I could sell that buy a piece of land and start building at least two houses that I can sell. This is coming after prayer. Do you think that's a, that, that's a woman that you can marry so that you, you, you can beat her up? This one, yours. <laughs> yeah, that one you can beat. They were telling me before I came in here. The security guys came to me. They were briefing me. We have a situation. All the, the executive were telling me we have a situation. The, we have a problem. We, we, we don't have space for cars here. 
are okay, What, what bothers me the most, especially when, when you hear people saying, let's say we receive an offering and you hear people saying they are taking money from the poor with all these cars. These are poor people. But my question now is, how many houses do we have? That car is a house. You, you, I don't want to repeat this again. A certain guy related to me, young guy, he was asking me for money. He said, I found a car. And again, he brought the picture. He said, I want, I want to buy this car. I just need so much. To him, it was easy. I think he had faith that I'm going to, I was going to give him the money. And I said, this is a car for what? He said, it's for me. I said, for, for, for what? Uh, it's, it's, for, it's my car. I want it for myself. I said, for, for what? Where do you want to go? Yes. Where do you want to go? You are needed there at what time? <laughs> that the bus cannot take you there on time. Where, where are you needed? Driving yourself from here to where? On time. Some of you, you think that even the car that you have, you think because that's the car that brought me here because you think church is your destiny. When you come to church, you have not yet arrived. This is not your vision. You were not called by God to come to church. 
This is not your destiny, your final destination. You come here to be prepared for your destiny. sit in the middle of the night against the wall. And your, your wife is asking you what is wrong. And you tell her, I'm thinking. What are you thinking? I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Dr. Murefu, the principal, once told us a certain story where he got into a public toilet. And I think it was on his way from South Africa. He got into a public toilet. And on the wall was a picture of a monkey sitting on a toilet seat reading a newspaper like a, a novel, like a magazine. And beside it was written, don't just sit there, do something. Do something. Do something. Even a driver of a truck, once his truck is parked and they are busy offloading, you see him writing some few things. He's talking to people. While you are offloading, don't just sit there. Visiting the restroom is not a business. Don't just offload. I'm saying, what are you doing? In whose house 
The day manna ceases, you will have to eat the corn of the land. You have to eat the corn of the land. Do a miracle for me, prophet. Yes, God can do miracles. But so that he brings you out of your wilderness experience. But once you get into the promised land, agriculture, 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 where is your money today? Where there is crisis. Every problem you, you are willing to face and to solve will result in you having money. Every problem that you can identify and be willing to solve this is not just church happening. Why do we have thousands of people coming? You have discovered a man who can solve problems. Any man who is solving problems can never be poor. Ah, the cloud is gone. The pillar is gone. The manna is gone. What are you going to do? Come up with a plan now. He said, Men of God, I heard you. I heard you. I must come up with a strategy now. I want to be counting a different kind of manna every week. A man of faith can tell you that in five years time I will have my million. By faith. You can say that by faith. A businessman can assure you without even faith. Looking into his physical and natural structures, he can tell you. But give me 30 days. In 30 days. In 30 days. In 30 days, I will have a million dollars. In 30 days. Are you following this? Are you following this? Are you following this? Are you following this? 
I was telling some pastors during a seminar and some, some of the leaders that there's a guy trying to establish a business in this country. The kind of business that he wants to build. It's not a business, it's a country. The number of factories that he wants to establish. But take note, you are coming in as a stranger bringing your investment into the country. You have to ride on the back of a local guy who is trustworthy because that person becomes your guarantee for your dividend. You are safe as long as you are in the right hands of a local car. He had done his research. Now he comes to a man like me. He says, I've investigated your integrity. I don't want you to put even a dollar into that business. But what I can guarantee you, just having your name next to mine, I'm not promising or guaranteeing you less than $2 million a month. Your input into this is just your integrity. I know I'm safe having you. Are you listening to this? But notice my uprightness has now become capital. He knows he won't have problems with me. Why? Because I have a name to protect. The build up of a name that's currency. Don't walk carelessly. And now he has been over a year. He is still inquiring through him. What does the prophet say? I can't wait. I, I can't move in until. And then he keeps t calling me and I keep telling him I'm still inquiring. I know my integrity but I'm not sure of his integrity I've worked for my name I have a right to know where that money is coming from before I can partner with him why I have a name that I've worked for What if he's into drugs? You 
You can only consider all those possibilities when you have something to eat. You are eating away. It's not possible. Ah, uh, you you will be prosecuted. <laughs> so he's telling him, unless you disclose your source to the prophet, you will not accept. So you have taken your time to understand me I have to understand you first I don't know how long it took you what only am I now your partner you have now become my partner can I walk with you can you imagine I'm refusing to partner with such a man with such an amount of money but I'm agreeing to partner with you here. Maria Murugu Chagam this money that you are looking for and you are not finding where are you looking for? where are you spending your time let's talk about finishing where are you looking for it? What, 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 what problem can you solve and you know you can solve it well because, that, because that, that's the key. You must be a man, a woman, who is not just good at solving problems. You have a unique way of solving those problems. The person sitting next to you right now has a problem. He's thirsty, that's a problem. He's hungry, that's a problem. Can you solve that problem? If I needed to make money, ah, I would start another project here. We could be, we could be here. What I would do is to divide this place. We would have restaurants behind this church. And I will keep you here from 6 a.m. And we'll have six services. I come and preach for 10 minutes, I give you a short break. <laughs> but we, are, we have allowed our mothers who are not even members of this ministry, they are selling items outside there. It's their opportunity. 
Why? Because that's not our focus here. We want to empower you. We want to improve you. We want you to be better. You think I have no other ways of getting money from you if it was money that I wanted? Uh, <laughs> there are churches where you spend your day there and sleep there. You will end up buying that sadza. Ah. <laughs> what I'm saying is you have to see opportunities. Most of the people that I thought were ready to be, fi to be financed, after talking to them, I realized that they are not ready to be financed. That's what you think. You think all that is lacking now is cash for you to start. Sit down. Let me, let me do something here different from this. Your mother, my, my wife, she went to see her mother. Here in Arare, where she stays. Of course, it's a good place. She's going there to see her. But then, slightly, they missed each other. Because the mother now had also gone to the village to pick some few things. When she got there, she was told that, ah, she just left. While she was driving, coming back home, it was starting to rain and it was heavy. And then she saw two women. They were carrying baskets and there was tomatoes and vegetables. In they are already wet, all of them. She drove past them. And then after less than just 500 meters, She's looking up. The skies are ugly. The rains are coming. They are trying to find their way to the highway. So that they can have transport from there. Then she drove back. Right behind them she turned again. And she, and she stopped. And she came out while it was raining and she helped them. She said, where are you going? And they all said, we're going to Kuwaza now. And she said, I made sure that my mask was so tight and she had her cape on. She didn't want them to know who she was. So they went into the car. They are wet. They are sitting on a leather seat. You know, this thing happened many, many months ago. 
She didn't tell me. She only told me after the leadership seminar. When I was telling some of the leaders that when you leave this place, find someone that you can carry. And I said, even if it is raining, allow the person to sit. Let them come in and stay in your, your leather seat. That's a blessing. So after that seminar some few weeks ago, on our way home, that's when she told me this story. And she said, I didn't tell you some months ago. Exactly the way you, 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 you described the situation, it was raining. And she said to me, all the way, they were crying. So she said, I, do, I don't know, just direct me. So she was driving. All the way, keep on directing me, I will get you to your place. She went and she delivered them and she brought out money. Serious money. And she gave them money. Okay? Now she's coming back. Now I was asking her, how was the feeling like? And she said, even if God was not going to do anything for me, just the feeling is a gift from God. But why am I telling you this illustration? I want to provoke some of you. The only reason why she was able to help them it is because they knew where they were going. Imagine if she had asked where you are, are you going and they say we don't know. Even if she had a car to carry them, where do you carry that person to? I'm, I'm already talking to someone here. Listen to me. This way. The reason why you can't be helped it is because you don't have a definition of your destination. I'm trying to help people who are going where they don't know. They were able to answer the most important question in life. Where are you going, my brother? I'm not saying things are not tough. But the question is, where, where are you going? If you have to ask your neighbor right now, where are you going? There's no destination. Yet he is believing God for divine helpers. Divine helpers. Divine helpers. Where are you going? Who do you want to become? What's your picture? Can you paint a picture of your future on the wall? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? In the future. So if I'm going to pray for your healing now, it is so that you recover and get to work. 
Jesus was so careful. He knew that some of these guys, you yield them, <laughs> they don't have a job to do. He would say, at least carry your, your, carry your bed. He knew that this guy. Why? Because you are healed for a burden, for an assignment. What are you willing to carry after your miracle? Can you carry what used to carry you? That's the reason for the miracle. Can you carry what used to carry you? That's the reason for the miracle. Ask everybody here who wants a miracle. After the Karai, you pass. Please take your seat. Ah, we are going to be very good. These parents that are sitting there that I was given. Oh. Ah. Why did this? We are going to take another matter. Church. You will be taught not just prayer only. There are times when I would have to beg him, my father, to go to church on Sunday. Him. Him. And he would try and convince me. He would say, there is something about this God that you don't understand. <laughs> you think this God is in church? You know in that field where you're working, God himself is a hard worker. He is the creator. You have more of his presence in the office, in the business area. He was giving me a revelation. He's not trying to attack the church. I think he was measuring the kind of gospel that was in the church. In terms of value against cotton. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. There are certain ministries that the devil himself has raised so that you can have most of your time wasted all in the name of saving God is there value in the gospel of the man who is preaching is there knowledge is there information 
Is your church, is your ministry teaching you anything? So he would tell me, son, whilst you are driving the, the tractor, if you talk to God, he hears you. I didn't, I didn't understand that. I didn't understand. Most of you parents here, you can agree with me, Guti. This generation here, Pindai. Ah, that this generation Make him to dig a hole, a pit. Just sit there and watch. The torment, the anguish. And they are ready to backslide anytime. Two, two, two years lockdown, they are drinking. Drinking already. What a generation. Including some of you fathers. Just two years without meeting the prophet, you, you, you abandon God because of a prophet. So you are wholly based on me? You fear God because of me? What an insult. You abandon a man who was, who hang, who was hanged on the cross, bled for you. For the sake of a man, I've told you over and over again, I will never die for you. And you lose your relationship with God simply because church is closed. What a generation. I'm not proud of you at all. And if I name is a I'm not proud of you. What I'm looking for is a son who can say with what I've heard so far from the men of God. I can make it. I can survive. He 
has given me a lot of information. I can survive away from him. And mana, mana. You think I'm preaching this because we can't do miracles? You're joking. That's what we can do. We know how to do miracles. We know. But I'm asking you a question. You are being delivered from the wilderness by a miracle into what? What is the natural? Talk to me about your business. How much are you making a day? A day? A day? Simple business is a woman who is selling tomatoes in the street. He's not just, she's not just looking after her, her, her son and her daughter. No, no, no. no. She, she's, she's financing the entire council. Men who are grown ups, if they want to make money, they go and arrest that woman. And that becomes his business. That becomes his business. And now he, I'm, I'm, I'm just, the, the, the fact that she can pay him money and still come back tomorrow on the same spot, she has profit enough to deal with a corrupt system and still look after her child. So that poor woman has become the business of this man. If someone can make profit out of that, what else can you do in this country? There is more. 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 So if I give you the microphone now to say, come and explain to me, what's the plan? What you will tell me is a family planning. <laughs>
I want you to go and correct that. That's wrong. That's bad. That's bad. You have to look at your son in the face and you apologize. You have to tell your daughter that you are sorry. I want now to be a good man. I want to be a good man. I want to be a good man. you see somebody fighting one with an engine, and you hear that it's just one child that Anu muka ne strategy. You kuno pinda no kubuda. He wakes up with a strategy of getting in and coming out. Kuti wani mwana waka agute. So that one child can be full. Nadi one wanga ani. How many children do you have? Kuna matua wa guzugudo. This worshiping. You can't steal. They'll catch you. Fight in life. What should we do? Fight for your life. I can tell you stories after stories. Stories after stories. And all of my stories are practical. I want to bring you to a place of natural things. Where miracles that you do are natural miracles. Natural miracles. There's a place somewhere where your mom established a certain business. It's a center. So many things are taking place there. I won't tell you where. I know why. And you know why. And I won't tell you all that. It's not necessary. But because she wants the place to be a blessing, and there's need for a blessing to have a place, guess what? She prepared everything else, and then she established an office there for me. For me, yeah, Baba. That's, that's on my business. Yet there was an office there for me. My mine is bigger than hers. 
Now, she constructed that entire place. I only went there once. Which means that's not me doing. And after its completion, the office is ready. I'm not going there to see what she's doing. And one day I just decided, let me go and see. Then we spend hours doing a tour. At the end, she said, now let me take you to your office. Now when I entered into this office, what I saw in that office, the furniture I saw in that office, where she bought that from, the cost. Now I'm saying, so this office has been ready for how long? She said it's now close to a year. She, she didn't even tell me. To say what? Because imagine if it were, if it were you, you'd be thinking, what kind of a man is this? You, you do something for him that big and he's not even coming to receive it. She's waiting for me to decide when. Then finally she's handing the keys over to me to say this is your, there is everything there including there's a, there is a way you can go and sleep. But she didn't tell me she wasn't trying to motivate me to come. She prepared and she waited. God prepares and he waits until you make a decision that I now want to go. You have to make a decision. A lesson that I'm learning is how can somebody construct that and not even talk about it and not even tell me hear this this is in a, in a good sense it's not like she doesn't update me no, no, no I'm saying I'm not that involved she tells me things whilst I'm walking away. But why am I not involved? I would want to see her finishing touches. Is she anointed for this? If you are thinking it's church money, think again. Think again. She prays more than most women here. I can't say all of you. I'm not sure. <laughs> but the way you look your face, even while you are here, you don't pray. And she works more than most of you. 
How do I make use of the power? Yes. Go out there and get wealth. Hello? Are you following this? Are you following this? Are you following this? Are you following this? What are you waiting for? Elections. Huh? Open your eyes and see. And mana, mana, promise me if I'm to minister to you now supernaturally. And God is giving you a miracle today. It is so that you can enter into your natural life. I want to look at you and you can look at me and boldly tell me that prophet I need a year just a year to start and finish my first house I want to be preaching to people who are coming from their own houses. That's what I want. I know. God can do that through you. You can do that through God. I know. I know. I know there are women that are collecting money so that they can buy pots. We are too big a nation. The anointing we have is so great. Are you following what I'm saying? Would you want me to minister to you? What do you want to do after that ministration? Yes. I'm about to minister now. I'm about to minister now. But hear me. I will make sure that every disease is removed. Hear me. Hear me. If you are still battling with an ancestral spirit, your problem is that you are yet to be joined to Abraham who was rich in gold and silver and cattle. I have to make Abraham your forefather. So you will not leave this place with a curse from your forefather. 
I want you to know the reason why we have to deal with your situation today. I want you to go and discover a natural way of survival. I'm a child of Abraham. That's my father. Doesn't the Bible openly declare that if you are Christ's then are ye Abraham's son. Write in the New Testament, if you are for Christ, then you are Abraham's son. In the New Testament, who is your father? He was a moving nation. Rich in silver and gold and cattle. Yes. I'm a daughter of Abraham. You must be asking me, Prophet, make the manna to cease. And push us into a natural way of survival. Heal my mind so that I can work naturally. Strengthen my body so that I can function functional, practically, physically. That's why I'm in need of a miracle. I want to do physical things. My doctor, I have Don't these doctors work miracles? And these miracles. These doctors and these miracles are the way. Joining bones and you see somebody walking there. What is that? That's corn from the ground. Physically, you work out miracles. I want you to be selling. Sell products. Sell services. You have it. God has given it to you. I want people that are blessed by the Lord. You do these small projects and these fights again and again because of these small projects. You go for counseling sessions and we ask, how much money have you lost? 
How much did you lose? Ah. serious. <laughs> please be serious, please be serious. You find the wife crying. We don't have sugar here. You ask how much money did he did he lose? You tell tell your neighbor be serious, be serious. There is a way that I'm going to be touching heads today. But uh, please, you make sure that once your head is touched, you owe God a service. You owe your family a service. I want you to go and you make profit. Oh my God. A business being run by a child of God must be a well-defined business. Can I minister to you? So that each time you come out of a super, you enter into your natural. Who wants now to receive the super that will lead you into your natural? You want the super today for the natural tomorrow. Are you sure you are ready for this? Why? Because God has made available the super. The power to get wealth. That power is super. The wealth is natural. That's what you have come to receive today. You must receive the power that gives you an advantage so that when you preach the gospel they are ready to listen to you my God my God my God. What, what do you want to do? What do you want to become? Talk to me, somebody. 
talk to me someday. What do you want to become? An opportunity has come. What do you want to become? What do you want to become? Talk to me, someone. Talk to me, someone. What do you want to become? Is this This cannot be it. This cannot be it. I'm here today to hand over to you the super. The super that brings the natural. The super that brings the natural. The heavenly manna that brings the canine manna. The physical manna. Do you believe there is such a power do you believe that power is available? Are you sure God can hand over to you that power? Are you sure about that? Okay. Few minutes, just sit down. Few, few minutes. Few minutes. As for the sick, I will minister to them whilst I'm walking out. It's not a big job. It's less anointing required for the sick. Most of what I'm carrying today is for people who want to become great. It's an anointing for greatness. You want to remain small. Don't allow me to touch you spiritually. It's an anointing for what? If you were here, it will leave you over here. It's an anointing for greater heights. I want people who are courageous. Who are ready to bleed. Ready to be circumcised. For the sake of the prosperity of the next generation. I want all I need is that divine energy. If you can get the disciples around me to tell me that Jesus is calling me, then I'm ready to fly. Then I'm ready to fly. Then I'm ready to fly. It's not a normal cough, sir. It's not a normal cough. It's, that's not normal. <laughs> there is a breaking of things in the atmosphere.
Help him stand. Help him stand. Help him stand. It's not normal. What is happening here is not normal. Just watch what is happening there. Some of you, you are carrying too many things. Your burden is too much. Your load is too much. They put too many things when you are still a child. God is here to offload you of your burden. My God. My God. I told you that there is an Abraham, there is a, a David that God is raising. He told me that. Those are Andrew Woods, Adinas. He told me that. He said today. I'm raising someone today. Great people are being raised today. You know, when it is now time for you to leave Egypt, God made sure that even nature, nature, the wind and the water, began to preach the same deliverance. Nature began to support the release of God's people. I'm talking about an environment around you that allows you to go. What do you want to become? By the grace of God, today I'm going to help you become that. Just watch what is happening. It's happening. It's happening. Mafungiro anoita kuturambe urimudiki. The thinking pattern that that's what I'm addressing today. That is exactly what I'm addressing today. Watch this. Watch this. The power ah. of God. Look ah. at what is happening. Look at what is happening, people. I'm telling you this as a prophet. I promised you I will come to the overflow. I will be everywhere. This is what I'm saying. You cannot continue life like this. No. My God is a big God. My God is a big God. 